No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by the one and only Shop Tour Bus. I love that you just said that. That's really cool. Go over to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram. And you know what you're going to find? You're going to find the internet's purveyors of the most amazing, incredible, stupendous, outlandish, cosmic, Grateful Dead inspired merchandise. What kind of merchandise? T-shirts, hoodies, stickers. I think they even have like baby clothes. They do. And they come in a one of a kind hand designed box. With a Grateful Dead lyric scrawled on the inside, artfully painted, it's the most beautiful thing. The box itself is a keepsake. Just saying, it's on my dresser right now, holding I have all the shit that them. I don't know what to do with. And some of you lucky people, when you order, are going to get a bona fide, real live Grateful Dead bootleg in your order. It's called a Grateful Dead Miracle bootleg. So I'm just saying, go check it out. And they're hooking you up with free shipping when you put in the promo code No Simple Road when you check out. It's going to come to you for free. So, well, you still got to pay for the shirt. Less yeah. shipping you get, Yeah, less, but, and less forgot, the shipping And the shirt comes, the box comes filled with all kinds of goodies. You get tchotchkes, knickknacks, gum. What's a tchotchke apple? It could be an action figure oh. like I've gotten before. It could be a little Hot Wheel car. There's just all, you never know what you're going to get. Most likely it's going to take you down memory lane and you're going to love it. But you're going to get a badass t-shirt or hoodie or sticker. And that's for sure. So go check it out. ShopTourBus.com or at ShopTourBus on Instagram. Tell them we sent you by putting in the promo code NoSimpleRoad and check it out. Have you ever listened to Skerrick? Out of a alien? That you got at Electric Fish Lights? Shit. You should. You're going to. (laughs) Do it. Because you're going to go to ElectricFishLights.com and you're going to find the coolest lighting fixtures on the planet. Yeah, I get it. You have lights in your house. Great. I'm really happy for you. You don't have these cool lights, though. Well, maybe and some people do, and they want another one. That's true. That's but if true. You don't, you're going to want more than one. You're going to get <laughs> hooked up. These are amazing. And basically, it's anything you could think of is what Electric Fish does for you, man. Go look at what I'm talking about. I'm explaining it horribly. 
you're gonna be amazed. These are upcycled vinyl. It's this thing called IQ, IQ technology, technology, right? It's 30 interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And when you put them together, they can pretty much build anything that you can think of. And they come with a 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on bulb, a 12-foot cord, and a hardware kit to hang the light. And they are hooking up the No Simple Road family with 10% off. What? When you check out, put in the promo code NSR, and you are going to get 10% off your purchase. And you can get color-changing bulb upgrades. You can get Bluetooth speaker upgrades. Look... Think of something that you want your light to be shaped like and then hit these guys up. It could be cartoon characters. And if you are a sports fan, they got you covered with all your sports teams. So go over and check that out. I have a Philadelphia Eagles one hanging in my room. Not just NFL, by the way. Mind you. We're talking hockey, baseball, college ball. All the sports balls. They have it covered. (laughs) Sports ball. So (laughs) go check it out, you guys. Electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram. They are the most illuminating company out there. This episode is brought to you by Define Premium Cannabis. What? If you are up in the Portland area, you can come and check us out. We have a shop in Hillsborough and one in Forest Grove. If you come to the shop at Hillsborough, that's where I'm at, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and I will tend your bud for you. If you go in there Monday through Friday and you ask for Apple, he is actually going to float out of the back like a Buddha, and he will discern the perfect cannabis product for your life. As a Buddha with a puff of smoke. That's right. And you know what? If the name didn't already clue you in, Define Premium Cannabis sells cannabis and cannabis products. And not just cannabis and cannabis products. You sell the dopest dope you ever smoked. (laughs) And check this out, man. Not only is No Simple Road giving you the place to go get the best weed, we're giving you a discount. When you go in there, tell them that you're part of the No Simple Road family. You're going to get 10% off your purchase. And the first time you come in, we're going to clothe you because we love you that much. You're going to get a free t-shirt. A free t-shirt. A free Free t-shirt. Did we say a free t-shirt? You said a free t-shirt. Good. All right. So go out to Define either in Hillsboro or Forest Grove, make sure you ask for Apple. And even if Apple's not there, make sure you tell whoever tends your bud that day that you're part of the No Simple Road family. Make sure you get your discount. Take care of your head, man. It's important right now. Things are bananas out there, and we all know that cannabis helps the bananas get ripe. That's so, true. Define. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dive, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, 
former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Simple Road Family, what's happening? We're back with another episode for y'all today. Hey, before we get rolling and get going with the intro, I, I just wanted to make sure that um, we properly represented the scope and breadth and depth of the guests that we have on the show this week. This week is Skerrick, and for those of you that know him, you understand what I'm talking about. For those of you that don't, though... I wanted to just give you a little uh, clue, backstory on who this cat is because this is a an extremely prolific, um, incredibly talented human being. And uh, we were super, super honored and stoked to have a conversation with him. Um, Skerrick is responsible for making some of the music that has followed us, our entire uh, music listening lives Um He's played with everybody under the sun, man. Um, he, I, I mentioned this in the intro, but Critter's Buggin. Um, he's played with Trey Anastasio. He's played with Les Claypool in Frog Brigade and also some Primus stuff. He played with Mad Season, the Skerrick Syncopated Taint Quintet. He's played with Roger Waters, Pearl Jam, uh, Bonnie Raitt. The list is if you go to his website and look at the list of people that he's played with and bands that he's recorded with, you can, you scroll down. I mean, it's not just a little paragraph. It's huge. And, um, it's just a huge honor for us. And I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we properly represented that to you guys so that you would have a, a little bit of understanding the, the vibe and, and where we were coming from with this one. Also, Garage Atois is Charlie Hunter, uh, Skerrick, and Stanton Moore, and they've been ripping it up for quite a while, man, and they just came out <clears throat> with a new album called Calm Down Cologne, and if you want to put some music on that is going to make you groove, go check this out and support these guys, and uh, hopefully as things open up and all this insanity starts to die down, we'll get to see them play live and and get to experience the the vibrations of the music in person as opposed to through some speakers somewhere, you know, digitally. 
that that's it. I just wanted to make sure that you all knew about the new album and that you understood how stoked we were to have this one happen. This was a big deal for, for No Simple Road and for me personally, because like I said, man, this has been part of my musical life ever since I can remember. And so this is one of my heroes here. Um, and hey, y- y'all, check this out. For those of you that are listening to this right now and you're traveling out to the West Coast or up the West Coast to the Gorge to see fish, drive safe, man. We're glad to be in the car with you. Thanks for listening to the show. And um, yeah, let's get on with it, man. So here we go. Love you guys. What? I don't know. We're ready, set, go. Aaron was being mean. I was not. He was. I was hey, now, No Simple Road family. <laughs> I am not oh, wait, being Mel. mean. Mel, oh, keep that behind the scenes. Sorry, I, yeah. I was meant to write it in my journal. I'm nice oh, all the time. You can't let them know that it's I It's okay, Mel. I know what I you mean. mean. What? Yeah. Hey, everybody, guess what? Guess what? We're back. Aaron's this is Aaron. Back. Mel, shut up! This is Apple. That's better. Oh, and we have but a couple what? of uh, special guests here in mm-hmm. the No Simple Road headquarters today. That's right. Hey, this is John. Hey, this is Amy what? from Electric Fish. Uh oh, yeah. what? Dang! Wait a minute. We got EFL up in here. Check that out. <laughs> so these two. Well, wait. I'm gonna. Don't do that, Aaron. Back up. This week. We have an incredible conversation for you guys with an outer space musician. All right. Skerrick. Yeah. Just, just. Which if you don't know, this man is insane on and, the saxophone. And if you do know, then the hair just stood up on your arm when I said his name. Like this cat is from another world. He is. I, I can't think of anybody else that does what he does. Like no. there's a lot of sax players out there. There's only one Skerrick. That's true. You know, it, first of all, if you have one name, you better uh-huh. bring uh, it. Bring pretty it. Dope. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Prince, you know, so Skerrick definitely lives, lives up to the mono moniker. And as far as mono I know, mono. he was the only grunge saxophonist. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. He did all the sax on Mad Season. Like, killed it. We yeah. watched. Still killing we it. We watched that uh, Mad Season performance from At the, the Moore. Moore. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Oh, my God, dude. And then, I mean, not to mention, like, Critters Bugging and just all the all his plethora collaborate- of other things yeah. that Skerrick has done. And I, I'm going to admit that I was. A uh, little bit intimidated when it, with with the prospect of having trying to interview Skerrick, like I didn't know what we were gonna get. Like when you watch somebody that's that at times avant garde mm-hmm. and then just accomplished, and it it could have been anything that happened with that. And and we got the coolest conversation with him, man. Like I was kind of shitting my pants a little bit (laughs) a tiny bit yeah this was a great conversation so yeah you know we're we're gonna give that to you here in a little bit but this is no simple road and we don't do anything normal simply no this is not simple so sit back and relax you're gonna get an intro but you were about to say that um john and amy drove literally across the country all the way from Delaware. delaware 
Yeah, from Delaware. Never heard of Delaware before until they came yeah. out. No, Delaware. <laughs> some, people, some people don't know it's a state. They've just heard of this place called the Delaware Water Gap, but it's an actual state. So yeah, we were ten feet from the beach when we left, and now we're close to the Pacific. What? Crazy dude. So I mean, I know why you drove out here. Why'd you drive out here? Multiple reasons. Um, we had a trip planned to come out to Oregon to see you guys and see fish pre-COVID. And we all know what happened with that. Yeah, we we do. still got the tickets, including our Eugene ones in October. Um, so we were just waiting for the country to open up. And fish was in Atlantic City, but I'd much rather drive 3,000 miles and make a pilgrimage <laughs> to the gorge to see uh, the most epic band for the most epic place. Um, so the drive was amazing. And just hanging out on the porch and in here and at your guy's house and seeing the family um, and Darwin, <laughs> Apple, Ryder. Uh, that was why we wanted to come across the country and hang oh, out with you guys and guys. just see the Pacific Northwest and have an adventure. Yeah. Amy, yeah. what do you think so far? Um, Delaware. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah no. thinking, if you've ever seen Wayne's World, perhaps you've heard of Delaware. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> You're, I mean, yeah, I didn't ever see you in Delaware. <laughs> I just saw pictures, but you just look like you belong here. I feel it. I don't know. Something's happened as soon as we crossed the border. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, because yeah. your face lit up and, I mean, you're going through lots going on. Oh, but, yeah. But I feel like I found my tribe. Yes. Mm -hmm. Big time. Big it time. seems like that. That's sure. how we, when we went to Hershey. Yes. And we got in the car with you guys. I, I ha always have like a. I don't, what do you call it? Low level anxiety? Def default level of anxiety when I'm around new people. Like I, I'll like play scenarios in my head for days when mm -hmm. I know I'm going to somebody's house yeah. anyway. Yeah. Every which way you yeah. can. And uh, <laughs> I was nervous before you guys pulled up to pick us up to take us to the show in Hershey. And as soon as we got in the car with you guys, I was like, <sighs> Same here. Gone. Same and I here. was like, and I realized it like in the moment I was like, oh shit, that's not normal. Right. We felt the same way. Oh, yeah. Like we knew that there was going to be a special connection, but it exceeded our expectations, but then also didn't exceed them at the same time because I knew it was going to blow my mind. <laughs> I just didn't like know how, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the no. surprise of how was cool. <laughs> the surprise of how was definitely cool. It's still happening. Yeah. In, in mm -hmm. my opinion. It like, really is. Plus like listening to the show, I know your guys like hearts and soul because I hear you. So I know like who you are on like the deeper yeah. level versus <laughs> me sending you an email or a package or like talking not yeah. that much versus when we see each other in person, then we can like get the vibe going back and totally. forth and like, okay, yeah. And then we're hanging out at the show or having fun. And it's like, all right, this is what we're meant to be and doing. It really and did and feel sink into those eyes. Yeah. And seeing the eyes in person is what seals it to the familiarity like, is yeah. what blew my mind. Yes. Like feeling like, dang, where have you been? Like where, there you yeah, are. My brother and sister <laughs> were out on the East coast. Yeah. You yeah. made it. Yeah. 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 Even here, like it feels like normal for you guys to just be, here yeah. hanging out downstairs like that's Cause like, yeah because john you know he's an avid listener he listens to the show all the time and I, my lifestyle doesn't really allow for me to do that but when we're on the road and stuff that's when i get a chance to to hear you guys and get to know you guys but 
yeah, I just can't put yeah. it into words. Yeah. I, it's, Me and Mel it's were hard like, to. <laughs> well, just because we're like we're sitting across from each other, looking at each other, because we're seeing much more with our eyes than we could ever say with our mouths, and that's how it was at the show. That's how it was even with our little connections that we made even pre-show. Yeah. Just our few little text messages, me and John's, and speaking of text messages, no. <laughs> 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 But yeah, it feels really good to have you here. And I'm so excited about going to the Gorge. So excited. And that's all I have to say about that. that that's all you need to say <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. else needs to be said. <laughs> drop the mic. Done. Don't drop yeah. it. Uh, no, don't drop the mic. We have a lot of time <laughs> to, to talk. To talk. Please don't drop the mic. Right. I, I was just going to say, you were talking about trepidation, like meeting us, just coming out here. We're like, you know, you're like, yeah, stay at... The house and the porch, and that's great, but then it's still kind of anxiety coming somewhere else. But you guys have made us feel at home and like family more than anywhere else. So, like, Good. Well, yeah, Aww. when you say it, like, it is what it is. And even just reading like the guest book and some of the stuff in there, like, just oh, the emotion and the vibration, and the love in this place is genuine. real. And what you send out, we feel it out there and mm. definitely at the actual location. Hell yeah! Damn. Well, right likewise, on. what you go, what you guys brought yeah. <laughs> is Aww. real. They, what you guys showed, you were here. You got here Friday, mm-hmm. and I don't. The, the entire weekend, we just pretty much spent on the patio Wait, all yeah. day long Which was together. Perfect. It was yeah. Like, yeah, it was. It was, fan, it was fantastic, and it seems like it's been a lot longer than two days. Like Doesn't you it guys, seem like yeah. we're reuniting? Like, like, yeah, like, like you guys have been here a while, <laughs> yes. like, because the, but not I mean, a bad I, way, right? No, but like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, even like it means Damn. that, like, it's that comfortable. Yeah. Well, for example, like coming home, coming home Monday night. I was a Monday is always a day at work for a lot of people. And coming home, I had no anxiety. I knowing you guys were here, like a lot of other, you know, sometimes oh, no, it, family, it friend, I'd be like, oh gosh, I so gotta, you know, there. yeah, yeah. And I just really knew it was like coming home, yes. and our other brother and sister were in the house. I think that you hit the nail on the head, Amy. You, it's not that we all love, all three of us mutually love company. Like we do love it, but there's just something about when someone's here. If you just want to retreat and relax, like it's not that you don't want to it's like you don't want to leave your your company you don't want to be rude you You want to be on and they're here so you want to spend time with them also or whatever but it just the fact that you guys are here for a while you guys are you also want to explore oregon and we all get to have our little alone time at different times of the day it just feels really good it feels really great you're not like high maintenance we don't feel like oh my gosh we gotta wait on that i think the just wait till i get comfortable (laughs) (laughs) the greatest testimony to that was last night my best behavior coming home and we we had all gone out to dinner and after dinner like i was i was like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go sit in the chair in the living room for a minute that next means thing I'm i know asleep. totally asleep everybody's <laughs> hanging out like I, I if i wasn't comfortable with you guys that would n- never in a million mm. years have that I'd, no i would yeah. yeah no <laughs> you go to and you maybe wouldn't sit on the couch exactly what i was just gonna say i would have went to my room <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, yeah you did kind of play i would have just all be in the thanks. living room you were still visible yeah everybody could see i don't want to disappear man yeah, it just feels good that's yeah. that's really the over and underlying themes and that it feels good with you guys here and it's really it, it, break yeah. your bread last night going to have indian food was so great well sitting in the dining room table that's always a big one here it's like sitting down breaking bread together yes. then we went out last night and just had to, like the entire time so far it's just been love and laughter and i'm waiting for wednesday night because it's their dinner night now oh what? yeah shit oh you guys are taking mm-hmm. a dinner night yeah, yeah. come on now oh, shit so mm-hmm. 
on top of all that like good feeling we're going to see fucking fish at the gorge this Again. weekend. Oh guys. yeah. Oh Again. yeah. And and so I was saying to John For the yesterday. First time. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying to John yesterday, I was like laying in the hammock out in the front. I was like, holy shit, dude, we're like we're doing a week long pregame. <laughs> I know. Well, I put a hammock in your trees, a light up. I got the tapestry out. I was like, they're going to work. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting marinated. It's about a five day. They're gonna be like, I, I was like, they're going to be coming up the, the driveway like this mother hung in the hammock. I'm like, yo, what's up? It's like a little mini lot. In the, it in really the is. You know, if you guys want to see that, go over to the electric fish lights on Instagram. He posted pictures of it because what you put that up there for the blue moon the other night. Yeah. Hung another blue moon up and stuff. Double blue moon party, yeah. What does it mean? A double blue moon. Well, I don't know, but I know that a blue moon has something to do with the number 13 being unlucky. There's only supposed to be 12 full moons in a year, Mm -hmm. but every couple years they have 13 and the Catholic Church didn't like it, so they tried to sweep it under the rug. But that extra moon is called the blue moon. Dude, that rug in the Catholic Church, you can't even walk so on There's so much shit under there. It's the size of the Vatican. What are you talking about? I don't think it's a rug anymore. It's like a, a freaking... It's like, this is lumpy as hell. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, man. Going, going to see Fish at Hershey with you guys was one of my favorite concert-going experiences of my life. Yeah. Wow. And, and I ha- Yeah, for real. And, like, mm-hmm. having the honor of... Going with you to your first gorge experience, man. I, I, I want to hear. Can I ask the question? No. Well, I just didn't know how far you were. No, go, go for it, baby. I want to know about both of your f- fish experiences. Your first fish experience, Amy and John. John, why don't and you maybe? go first? Um. So my first fish experience was in '98. I went to the University of South Carolina, uh, Bilo Center, and the guys on my rugby team were like, yeah, it's going to fish. Like it was awesome. I had no idea. My buddy or my roommate Ross played little mixtapes and they're like, we're going to fish, got the tickets. So I was like, all right, sounds like fun. No idea. I got there. It was like 98 lot was crazy. I ate eighth of mushrooms, which I never did before. Um, yeah, my hands turned into a werewolf during Wolfman's brother. It was pretty intense. Um, but after that show, I was like, I got to learn everything I can about these guys. This is amazing. I transferred to the University of Maryland and one of my like roommates was like the biggest fish head. So he was like, dude, look at this show from this. And we got all into it. And then my third show ever was Big Cypress in 99. And all I asked for that year for Christmas was like, mom, I just want Big Cypress tickets. Christmas morning came. I went to open the box. I got like a freaking sweater or some crap. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) And she was like, I didn't think you were serious. I was like, what? So I got my Christmas money, sent everything back. Like every return, I found this, my buddy that had tickets and we were like, screw it. We're going to the biggest New Year's party for 1999. And after I saw Fish play eight hours straight for the most epic show in an Indian reservation, I was like, oh yeah, this is where I want to be as much as possible. So the final show at the Gorge on Sunday will be my 30th show. So I'm happy you guys are celebrating that with me. And then also we get to take... um, what Cody to his first his show, first mm-hmm. so show. that's also as yeah. happy for us. Yeah, then mm-hmm. you know you guys get to go. So, what yeah. about you, Amy? Well, um, I was introduced to fish back in ninety five, ninety six, but um, I, I was more into the dead scene back then, and all and everyone I knew 
who I knew that wasn't in the scene at all was into the dead. I didn't really know anybody else who was into fish. So it was one of those things that kind of tapered off Mm -hmm. for me. Um, And then, you know, I was probably like 16, 17, 18. And then my life kind of just took a whole nother direction. Mm -hmm. And I was out of the scene completely. And uh, I missed it, but I just was around people that were not in it at all. And sometimes it's just easier to just conform unfortunately (laughs) you know (laughs) but um but everything worth coming around comes back around and uh I got out of my living situation and met some um, amazing people I met John here who who reintroduced me back into the scene very happy A, a surprising thing about that was how happy my mother was to see a Grateful Dead sticker on the back of my car again. Aww. Aww. That, that was that was really kind of uh, confirming that I was doing something. Yeah, yeah, I was going mo- the right way. Approves, yeah, because my mom's like, not a deadhead. She doesn't get the scene at all. She, you know, she doesn't get. Knows you know, it no, makes you happy. Yeah, yeah, but she knew that it was something special to me that it hadn't been in my life for a while. That's really so. Awesome. Was your first yeah. show together? Your yeah, first show. So, so he took me to my first fish show, and um, it was uh, being reintroduced to the scene completely sober. So, um, no, no additives at all. Mm-hmm. And so, I was nervous. I treated it like a sociological experiment. Um, okay. <laughs> like, um, because I I love the music, but. I was a little intimidated, I think. I get that. It'd um, be tough to go back. Like yeah, yeah. I was intimidated. Plus, I was sober. I didn't know how I was going to feel being yes. around everything and then wanting those additives, you know, to like kind of sure. have fun <laughs> and Pump stuff. it up. Yeah. So, uh, but to be around all of that energy and the, the thing that I loved about fish is there's a, a whimsical wisdom. <sighs> To oh, their wow. sound. That is That's perfectly really put. Really well put. And it speaks to me in a way that that f- reminded me of how the dead spoke to me, but in a in a happier kind of way. Yes. In a more in a whimsy in a whimsy wisdom. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. You know that, what? No, that you, makes that's, perfect. Yeah. Like if you would have just said that and nothing else, that's perfect because I think. You saying that makes me realize that's why I like them. Yeah. I love their playful. I love to play so much. Mm -hmm. So their music is so playful and just, and it's long winded. It's long. So you can play for a long time. And you get lost in it. Totally. And then then you're like, oh shoot, I forgot they were playing that song. And then you're like, oh shit, that's a cool message too. I'm going to remember that. Oh, it's prophecy. It is prophecy. I'm in church. We are definitely in church. And um, just the energy of it all. But it started speaking to my soul. It started working on my body. I said, John, I thank him every day. Thank you <laughs> for bringing me back. Well, That's awesome. Also, I was just real quick. We were talking about you listen to a song and then you hear lyrics at a different point in your life that mm. mean something. It's the same thing with that or any band, but specifically with Fish and some of the jam bands. Like I was listening to something today and I heard a lyric and it resonated with me in a totally separate way. And it was just like, man, I didn't think about that lyric and how it related to me where I would hear the same song and sing it before and not that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like different lyrics can thread out and that time in your life and even the way you're feeling and singing it can give it a different feel. And you're like, whoa, that mm-hmm. really did it to me. And it's weird how it can be totally different for two different people or in different times in your life, I guess. It's all, it's all, be, 
That's the it, beauty it's of seen that. through the lens of your perspective. Yeah. And, and you're, you're never the same. Even from day to day, you're not the same person that you were the day before when, you know, yeah. and so your perspective is changed. Your experience is different. Your experience has widened and deepened. And so when you hear certain phrases or lyrics and it changes and, and I'll say this too, man, it's not all music that does that. No, like it really isn't. And, and it, it's not just fish. It's not just the Grateful Dead, but it's not all music. Well, it's also paired up with certain sounds too. Sometimes lyrics are unnecessary and that's, what's awesome about fish is they don't not scared to do like some instrumental stuff. And in that, thought space that you get to have that's collective with everybody it's not just different perspective it's a feeling that's that that communicates more to me than the lyrics do is is the jams the different jams and everything the thing i love with fish too is it's one of those bands it's like i don't know how many times has your favorite song changed oh my gosh totally (laughs) like like all the time especially when you go see them it's like oh that's my new favorite after you Mm -hmm. saw it that way that night Mm -hmm. and it spoke to you that night in a different way that's to where you're at now (laughs) yeah absolutely that's also like whimsical Mm -hmm. (laughs) wisdom yeah yeah because the body knows the music speaks to the body well like and and i believe in miracles on wednesday like I talked about it already, but just that first opening line and what that means at that time that day to me. Yeah. I the The earth needs a miracle. Who doesn't need a miracle? And it was good for me because four Instagram posts back, I took a picture of grateful dead channel and said, they're playing. I need a miracle. And I was like, yo, Godhead, I need a miracle today. And then they opened that setup with that. So that's, that was <laughs> what was resonating in me. When wow. they said, I need a miracle, I was like, boom. And we got a rainbow. And I was like, all right, the universe can uh, hook it up sometimes. There were so many miracles that day, that weekend. Or it's not, it wasn't a weekend that time, during that time. It was amazing. Yeah, it, there, was, there was a lot of magic happening those couple of days there. And, you know, man. It, That's why I'm excited. <laughs> I, it's like, okay, I'm happy to see fish, but I'm excited for the miracles to happen. Oh, it's even amazing. Just right? like we... Met some guys in the lot, Hunter and Hunter, Aww. needed a ride. I was like, let's take them home. You're not going to take the family home. And then Hunter lives out here, and we're going to be hanging out with them at the gorge, just like meeting new people, new friends and family. Mm-hmm. And then he likes the backpack. I do, too. It's just kind of synchronicities. Still? Right. So we're talking about stuff like that. So just mean new friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about this community. That's what I love about this scene is just the yes. genuine uh, friendship. There, there's just... You know, you just don't find that everywhere. Everywhere, mm-hmm. you really don't. That's what we were saying about even being here. We feel more comfortable here than we do at a lot of our, f- our families' homes. Oh, you yeah. know, like because people say things and but they don't mean it. You know, they invite you over, but then you show up and they're like, "Oh, you're here." <laughs> we were just being it? nice. <laughs> yeah. Really, Some underlying that's where it is where we're I didn't from. mean this week. I meant yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna have to come in on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it really is like I don't know, man. The, the the five of us, because there's five people in the house moving up here together, really changed our what it meant to be family. Yeah, yeah, our view on everything, and and it it opened up our um, 
living space to be more inclusive because we're we're here with each other all the time so we're sharing space all the time it's not like this is my house mm-hmm. and now there's people over mm-hmm. it's like it, it's, it's it's a community yeah already so when there's other people that come in it's like more it's the merrier. just more yeah exactly it's more the merrier and it feels and so it's good. oh yeah it's It'd be open like if you had a festival and it was 10 of your friends and then your other 10 came over you'd be like hell yeah, yeah and if yes. it was more fun and cool you, you wouldn't be like oh darn these awesome people are coming over to hang out you'd be like hell yeah <laughs> like this more is awesome gonna be people we're at capacity yeah. yeah and i think like having that experience like the psychedelic or even just the musical or the experience at lock-in where a tornado almost killed half the people and blew our easy up away once you go with that experience through a group of people your connection is so much oh, yeah. stronger yeah mm-hmm. and you don't have that connection like in the normal world or even with a lot of your normal family and friends yeah. but when you go to those events and experience it and everyone leaves and you feel that vibe you're like oh yeah we're more connected <laughs> and these are my Hell family yeah. and brothers and sisters and there's no meanness or bad vibes coming out it's all good versus every it's other so places in society it's not that way. And yeah. Yeah, that's why and you can work with somebody for a couple years and not know them as well as somebody you met at a fish show oh, one night yeah. and partied with <laughs> hang out and talk to him at <laughs> set yeah. break. Yeah. Like, Oh shit. We've known each other forever. Just getting down, getting loose, seeing mm-hmm. true colors by the end yeah. of set break or the second set. You're like, Oh dude. All right. You're, you're spending Christmas with us. Yeah. This year. Like, that, that's that. Well, you know, I like to, th- that's all true. But like you and I, even pre Apple living with us, we always had, opened up our home to unique family blends we always your house that's true your house was always busy your house was always had people for dinner oh you're your friend okay bring your friend no your mom's here come bring your mom like it's always been like that and that's like my ideal way to live to be i don't i love my alone time with aaron and that's why it's was one of the main reasons why it was so great to get away till pennsylvania you know to be alone but like on the daily, on a regular basis, it's so great to share the abundance of love and like blessings we have. Yeah, and they bring family. theirs too. Like mm-hmm. you bring your own special blend of blessings, and it's like, damn! Like if you are alienated, you don't you don't see that, you don't get that, you don't get to participate in that, and it really feeds me. If like being able to give and receive um, in real time feeds my soul you know so that's that's what i wanted to say not just about the um, fish community but like it's something that you and i cultivated through our entire being together yeah that's true yeah yeah it's we don't got much but we got a lot of love to give baby yeah and i uh when we were in Pennsylvania, we saw Joe and Jordan. Yeah. And uh, road trippers. Shout out out road trippers. That's another couple that came here that was just chill and hung out and part of the, part of the flow of the house and wonderful human beings. And they brought Darwin's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And they brought their own food. They're in their freaking pajamas. And that's one of my favorite things is to see people, at the house with their jammies on. <laughs> it's so rad. I love slumber parties. I've always loved it my whole life because I wasn't able to do them. And now as an adult, I'm so down for slumber parties. Slumber party now. You know, okay. So we've got like, what's today? Today's Monday. Yeah. You have like, we have four more days. You guys have three more days. Yeah. Um, I was telling you the other night, like, 
the community that we're a part of, we practice a certain kind of magic. This jam community, you can say it like that. We, yeah. The thing that we go do is, a, is its own peculiar kind of magic. And the shows that we go to are our ritual, right? Absolutely. And there's a couple, a few power spots where our community's ritual magic is strongest, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the first one that comes to mind is Red Rocks. Like, that. that's, like, when I think of what we do as a community and the, the, the magic that happens and where it's most powerful, Red Rocks is, like, boom, that's first. And I think of Hampton. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Mothership for sure. Yep. I think of Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And, but right underneath Red Rocks, I have to say the, or equal to, oh yeah, yeah, is the Gorge. There is something powerfully special about that place. Well, nature, number one. I, of course, it's, I haven't even seen it yet, but it's just so beautiful, amazing. Just driving for the first time out West and seeing the Columbia River and that gorge, it's like, oh my God. And then someone's like, you know. Camden is the gorge of the east and I'm like oh, maybe I'm like maybe the sound is like that but then when you leave Camden um it's maybe not the nicest part of Philadelphia <laughs> to put it on nicely yeah you know uh let's just say that so yeah I love to look at the most beautiful natural landscape of all time listening to my favorite band put sonic echoes out through the reverberations echoing off then you know the part of Philadelphia and you're like yeah, let's get back to the car. My five-year-old, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. something tells me you're not going to be running back to the car from the gorge. No. Yeah. no. I just got to yeah. find the car. That's going to be... You, you could, <laughs> but it's a really long run through the field. And especially with your knee brace on, like it might be... Country yeah. Run. yeah. Well, I know when we were pulling, when we were just driving through, and then I started to see all of the ranges, the mountain ranges and the rocks and the the tree. Oh, I mean, I've never seen anything like this. And I could see the elders coming, literally coming out of the rocks. And I started to understand the, the mythologies and the things that I've been, you know, that I've heard. And, and yes, you give reverence to that, but until you experience it, you don't know. It's like going to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You know? People are like, oh, they visit there every, all the time. But you go there and you look out, like, when you see any type of vast earth, that's a spectacle. Oh. It's amazing. And then now you're adding the magic and a ritual yes. and the group but, energy and mm-hmm. how that amplifies things. So there there's just nothing more magical even if you didn't want magic to happen it still will but there's it's part a, of the land yeah, yeah there's something more to it than just it's a beautiful place is what i'm saying like i don't there, think that's what any of us are saying but, but no beautiful. that's what that's what <laughs> that's what i'm saying like it think about like stonehenge right there's a reason that they put those markers there or the pyramids. I, or, mm-hmm. I was reading something today just about that, about like pyramids, Stonehenge, just about different magnetics and the people living there working with that and just building these as representations of the energy in those spots. And yeah, you can't have any more magical spot with the energy than what 
the gorge has become i mean just the amount of bands and the you know the shows stage is like there. a pyramid dropped right in there mm-hmm. like, yeah well when you have the magneticism of the land mixed with the magneticism of the hearts of the all of the people that are there and, the and, then, the and then the, the, the frequencies of the music then the universe is listening. Absolutely. <laughs> Trey's been waiting to get back to the gorge. Mm. So, <laughs> um, goosebumps on top of goosebumps. Totally. That would look so weird. Goosebumps on top of your goosebumps. You just get all lumpy. They just keep, all, all, they just keep <laughs> building up like a real human being. Well, he's really having a good time. Gross. Stop having fun. Too much fun, buddy. Um, I, I know that, uh, well, you you told me a couple songs that you wanted to see when we went to Hershey. Are you hoping to see anything special at the Gorge Mill? No, I didn't even know that I wanted a first tube either. So who knows? Like, I, I just want to get down. Go, yeah. I just want to get down. I mean, it wouldn't be bad if we got another punch you in the eye. I'd love that. That'd, <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> so you do have one. That's well, one. Well, I mean, I just think it would be ironic <laughs> and cute and silly, but... Yeah, no, I I think that I just can't wait to see what they do. I love covers. If if, if they had if I had it my way, they'd do all of my favorite covered songs. Okay. What about you, John? I mean, if they played Esther or Fee or Trey Harpua or Iculus, it would be pretty amazing. <laughs> and a loving cup, you know. So I'm just, you know, these are some vibrations I've been putting out. Trey may or may not not have gotten a uh, Instagram message. Has he read it and remembered it on a post-it <laughs> for what I asked him for like three years ago? We don't know. There's only one way to see. But when we went to Merriweather, I so started like vibrating with Cross-Eyed and Painless and I felt it and I started yeah, singing it. And then six it. seconds later, Trey hit that note and it was like a telepathic yeah. communication. He yelled it out and then all of a sudden it started playing. And then I looked at her and I was like, holy shit. It and I did just, it. And I started dancing <laughs> exactly. like a maniac and it was awesome. Okay. That is awesome when you're dancing like a maniac. Like when, when you, you can't call the song dance, before yeah. the song. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's pretty oh, yeah. Yeah. extra energy. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I won. <laughs> I won tonight. <laughs> Best in show. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been chasing a loving cup. I love that song, but um, I love tube. I love, I'm like with Mel. I, I, well, I don't know if I'm with Mel. It's not about covers. I love, I love whatever they're going to give me. Yeah. You know, well, me too. But sometimes yeah. you're like, I would, but, but the thing is, is that the things that I think I want and then the things that they actually give me, I'm like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm actually glad it worked out this way. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. I didn't know what I needed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't know what I needed. And there is something Mm -hmm. magical about it because I don't know about you guys. Well, I know. But when when you're, (laughs) you know, it's like something about this kind of music. You know how like your, the the lyrics then can then provoke thoughts. Yes. But this is different. It's like your thoughts, right? And then the lyrics work with your thoughts. Yes. But but in the other way. It's like, how do they do that? Well, Amy, (laughs) what you're talking about. That's called psychedelic. Tuesday Tuesday (laughs) night when we were getting down. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Tuesday night when we were getting down and talking all about this cosmic shit. Do you not remember the music, how it started to get like robotic and kind of like. Oh, yeah. It sounded like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes. I turned to John and I was like, this is like old school drums and space shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like insane because I was understanding more of what we were talking about because of the sound that was coming out. Me not too. the lyrics. All right. I, I was just thinking real quick talking about you don't know what you need kind of like you get something you're like oh i didn't know this phone would be that sweet but 
when they debuted that lonely trip, mm-hmm. like for the first time, like oh, I was yeah. like, they're playing this. I was like, oh, this that was awesome. Yeah, I felt that. Apple, eighty-five minute farmhouse. He's <laughs> <laughs> very specific. Right? Yeah. Perfect. Still waiting. A both man nights. that knows what he wants. Both, both <laughs> nights were going. Uh, Rip corded oh, out no. of a out of a <laughs> forty-five minute tweezer no. jam. <laughs> I, actually, I am sure farmhouse is awesome. Especially when you're yeah, friends and family, but I, I really put when you guys just got to see one. I, I love Steam lately. Oh, Steam yeah. has really been speaking it's to me over the last year or more, and a Yem for sure. Ooh. A good party, fucking Yem. I saw I Yem. Know. We saw a Yem license plate today, driving around Portland. Yeah, verification. What? So yeah, they're gonna do it Friday night. Oh shit! <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be there. there. Well, we'll be there Friday For night. The oh, that's true. We'd be able to. Will you make it by the encore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We should be there and set up by the encore, and you can hear it in the distance, <laughs> echoing. Yeah, um, we'll feel it with everyone coming back. <laughs> and as well, anything else they want to do, it will be tailored. Yeah, right? And that's the thing that's a, sometimes you don't know. That you like one so much till you see it hear it live well, and then the that thing. can become yeah. your new favorite that's how i was with theme from the bottom i'd only heard it and i there was this there was this these certain notes i'm like these just sound so out of place right and then i hear it live and i'm like oh my gosh this is amazing this is my favorite shit. song that was what yeah. i talking about i love this and honestly i don't know their fish's well, catalog. I don't know the names of the songs that I like. And like you're, I know and some you're never of them. Gonna hear sure. well, tube, tube one. You're never going to listen to that again without first getting tube. tear yeah. happy or first tube, whatever. Tube, tube uh, one. That's, that's it's true. Tube, though. Tube, no, tube, Apple, you're, you're right yeah. because that's it leaves always, an imprint. You're going to be like, it does. Oh, and that's why right I think it's so place. powerful because you've got the emotional aspect to your experience. You know, yes. to wait. It's it's emotion connected yeah. to the uh, feeling connected to the sound. It's a whole body experience. Yes. yes. So it's and including the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I'd really love to see an ocelot. <gasps> ocelot, ocelot. Oh yeah. Oh, I can go for that. Ocelot. See, oh, yeah. I'm I'm and too much of a noob too. Like I don't know all of the names of the songs. Well, which this no, be my, you're what, pretty like show? like. Past newbish, whatever. Well, yeah, I, I guess I'm not. I'm You're past, a toddler. Is I'm that a it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe an no, adolescent. No, I'm. I'm like five. You're a conifer okay. tree. Oh five five old. I'm John Allen. hundred years old. You're about, to, you're about to go into first grade. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be like a, cup, a guppy instead of a fish. So you want an ocelot? What else, babe? What else you want? I won't stop. A reba. Ooh. Oh man. I could catch a reba wave. Yeah. I I wanted a reba really bad when we were in Hershey and. They didn't come through, but I I did. Speaking of covers, when we were at our first fish show in 2018, they covered. They did Golden Age, Mm. and I I had heard that that song before, and so. But I never heard it like that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, I really that night for whatever reason what was going on that night that song hit home, and. they did it again in Hershey. I was like, okay, I got one. Mm-hmm. Ones I nice. Want. Um, but yeah, a, a Reba and an Ocelot would be really cool. I'd love to hear them. If they, if, speaking of covers, if they were going to do a, a cover, I would love to hear, and, and I don't think they've ever done this, so I'm suggesting. Um, Listen up, Trey. Roundabout yep. by Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That, that's in Fish's Wheelhouse. Yeah, yes. man. I would mm-hmm. love yeah. to hear them do, do Roundabout. I was saying that I wanted to hear um, another Brick in the Wall. Ooh. 
That'd I would be good. love for them to do a theatrical something like something that. like that. They've done Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. If there's Franken- anyone that's going to come up with something that you weren't expecting, it's going to be Fish yeah. and it's going to be Trey because yeah. his brain is like the most prolific nonstop writing machine right yeah, now. Man. So he, they, right. yeah. Even I'm like, they can't come up with anything crazy. Oh, we're going to play 13 shows in a row at Madison Square, Square Garden. What? <laughs> we're going to name them each after a donut. <laughs> okay, and guys. give out donuts. Yeah. We're gonna play the encore first and the opener at the end, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll reprise after we leave. Oh my! Then gosh. I'm gonna get stuck up here on this rig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now I'm gonna have a mask that was from the armpit. Oh gosh. So, John and Amy, we appreciate you guys, man. We love you. Yeah, we, Thanks. we love you guys. First, you know what, man? Seriously, like, <laughs> thank you for sponsoring No Simple Road. Oh, that's for true. Real. We get to actually, like, Hell yeah. have our sponsor in the studio and say thank you. It, well, that's amazing to meet you guys in person versus just sponsoring you, you know, without meeting you. Um, But I'll support you guys because I think you're the most important podcast for humanity, like, hands down. <laughs> I swear to God, this is, like, 100%, like, screw Rogan. This is, like, the one that's going to, like, Help the planet out way more. So I'll support you guys, sponsor oh, you guys. Like I see no simple road going places, um, bigger and bigger and electric fish and us will be here oh, yeah. as much as we can, as long as we can. Hell yeah. yeah. No, but I, I totally agree on that. Like, I feel like there's, especially after like physically meeting each other, it seems like it's again, but the beginning of something. Yes. Let's go. That's let's go the put the exclamation yeah. point at the beginning of that. At the gorge this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, she. Yeah, it's gonna be a bunch of exclamations. <laughs> and then the widgets and wingdings and. It'll have its own happened. symbol, like pie. <laughs> yeah, that'll be. Oh, like, right. that's we'll we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. create the symbol at the gorge. <laughs> yes. Okay. With clear headspace. Okay. All right, everybody. So, yeah, and hey, check it out. It so today's Tuesday for you when you're listening to this. Um, we're. No simple road. We'll be getting out there Friday evening. Uh, we're not making Friday's show, but we'll be there Saturday and Sunday, all day, all night. And uh, I, I want to go into the show with everybody that would like to go in with us. So what I was thinking is, um, you know, for those of you that have been to the gorge before, when you walk through the gates, there's another set of gates where they check check your ticket and then off to the left there's like a grassy area right before all the, like the vending and stuff and i would love to meet all of you there before the show and then we can all go find a spot together yeah so, right in the grass area on the left like right as you start to come over the crest of the hill yep and right because we don't want to stop before the crest right we're going to stop on the other side of the crest to the left where you start seeing the beer vendors and all the things down the side yep. and hang out there. Yeah, we'll stay there for a little while before the show. And uh, if you happen to be up there by yourself or there's only a couple of you and you want a crew to, to hang out with, come come hang out with us, man. And uh, we'll all go find a spot together and boogie down and dance as the No Simple Road family does. Yeah. Free and easy, baby. Um. So yeah, and uh, stay tuned to Instagram too because I will uh, I'll drop a pin and post it for you guys so you know exactly where we're at. And uh, yeah, man, I look forward to lots of hugs and high fives. And hey, I remember you from four years ago in that puddle that I was in <laughs> and all that. So yeah, yeah man, um, 
I'm super excited to see you guys. I missed all of our West Coast freak family a lot. Oh, yeah. So anyway, we have an amazing interview, too. Yeah. Not just this cool conversation that we were just having, but but we got to do the business before we get the to, business to the, to the so interview. interview. Yeah. Uh-huh. See how I did that? I don't forget anything, man. I'm <laughs> fucking steel trap, this mind is. Yeah, it is. Um, Rusty steel trap. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hinge or close anymore. <laughs> oh. Can't keep a thought in for the life of you. Hey, oh. hey everybody out there, follow us on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road. That That's our handle out there in, in the digital multiverse and Makes um, sense. go to com. sign up for the newsletter because we put out newsletters periodically i haven't been doing it that much lately but now that things are ramping back up i will be doing that more often you can also get no simple road merch there we have some pretty sweet t-shirts and hoodies fanny packs all kinds of cool stuff we even have uh personalized logo design done by young and sick who is an amazing artist design. and um yeah so amazing that design and um yeah you can call the tepid line at 971-808-1524 mel that number again 971-808-1524 that's right that is our voice line you can call there leave us a review of your at your experience i was was gonna say you guys heard last week we got a high standard set last week so we want to hear those trip reports that was an incredible yeah that 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 one made up for not having one in a little while but that doesn't mean we don't want them to stop coming in give us trip reports we're going to be giving them to you we got a lot of things coming up come on give us holy moly mischief and eli paw you guys came through rock and i know there's going to be people that we don't see that are at the gorge that are at well tahoe happens that are at tahoe and all the other shows that are going down we're not able to go to all of them so could you call and and like hook us up with a little review that would be really really sweet that would be dope Yeah, no reviews this week, but I want to give a special shout out to a listener of ours because this was super dope. Last week, I'm at work at Define Premium Cannabis, and somebody comes and gets me. And this was funny, too, because I'm in the back behind the double doors that I'm supposed (laughs) to come float out. And they're like, there's somebody here to see you. And so I come out, and this is a listener of ours, uh, Joshua from Orange County down in Huntington Beach. He came and visited, and I it just made my day. He, him and his wife flew up here, got a rental car, and one of the first things they wanted to do was drive across town to come to Define Premium Cannabis to give a shout-out to me to get some premium cannabis. Josh, I hope you enjoyed it. Let Aww. me know how you like that stuff. I know you got some of that GMO cookies. <laughs> so, Thanks for doing that, Josh. Right yeah, on, Josh. and if you want to, and Josh hooked me up with some stickers because he does stickers and stuff. If you want to check him out, he's at JG underscore experience on Instagram. Pretty awesome and, stickers, man. Yeah, awesome stickers. And I, I saw that he didn't mention it, but when I went to it earlier, there's a link on there and he has a book that's available too. So go over, check him out, and Josh, thank you so much, man. You Love made you, my Josh. day. We right on. thank you so much for listening and being stoked by what we it's do. A long drive from yeah. the airport to Define. Yeah, yeah, forty <clears throat> minutes or more. More. Yeah, it's all the way across the river, over the woods, and through the grandma's, through grandma's house. house. You go, but Josh, you rock. Man. Hey, Josh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read Apple's mail a little bit here. Apple came home like a little girl. Like so excited, <laughs> he was so was cool shot out hear. of a cannon. I didn't. Even, I had to call. I called you as soon as Josh 
left. Yeah. He he was giddy when he came home. And it was really cool to see. So from all of us, thank you so much, brother, for supporting the show and going and saying hi to Apple. It made his day. And, and, his, day. and his book, if you go check it, it's called The Strange Trip. And it's got like the coolest little funky cover to it all and right. stuff. Awesome. So, so shout out, Josh. Right Love on. you. Also, everybody, hey, check this out. Doing podcasts costs money. Did you know that? <gasps> what? Yeah, this ain't free. I'm and, not sitting uh, here for free? It, no, you're not. What? So check this out, you guys. We need your help. 2020 was rough. We're in 2021, and things are slowly coming back, and more is being required of the three of us, and that means more is financially being required of the three of us. So we really, really need your guys' help, man. Um, the No Simple Road coffers are a little low. So if you could go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and pledge a buck a month or two or 10 or whatever you can, you know, muster up, we would really, really appreciate it. That is how we pay for this thing. That's how we continue to bring you the content that we bring you and do more stuff. That's how we get to doing the stuff we talk about, like getting on the road and coming and seeing the country and all of you. Yep. And uh, yeah, you know, a couple episodes a week is, is, you know cost money i'm just saying the world is weird there's this like weird exchange where we think time equates to like paper and for whatever reason this time costs a certain amount paper paper. with special doodles of presidents (laughs) it's like it is so so weird weird man here's a dead president picture can i get some of that stuff you have that's not the right president (laughs) that's not the right president he's not as cool as as jackson (laughs) i've done a lot of crazy things in my life but the craziest is working 40 hours a week. That's the, yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyway, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And also if you want to do something for the show that doesn't cost a single red cent, go on Apple podcasts and leave us a five-star review, do type it. something in there. Tell us a little something. Tell us how much you love the show. Tell, you know, Apple that you love his beard. Cause it's manly and he looks like a Viking warrior. I don't know. Yeah. Something, that'd, that'd be yeah. whatever. So yeah, that is how you can help. No Simple Road by just leaving a five-star review and then more people find out about us and this grows and everybody gets together and we have a community and it's really cool. And you know what? The most important thing that we need you to do is tell somebody that you know tell a that doesn't tell a know friend. about the show. Phone a friend. Phone a friend. Yeah. Yeah, phone, phone a friend. A friend. Oh, like, hey, how do you want to tell them? Episode okay. 232 hey. is dope. Listen. <laughs> wow, Mel's in the future listening to episodes That's and shit. Gonna, yeah. Check you out, baby. Right on. <laughs> All right. So the business is done. This is the part of the episode where we get to. Yeah, to this the is now where we get we to introducing. All right. Uh, all right. Yes. That's how you do this? Yes. All right. Cool. Ready? Yeah. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you. Scaric.
Thanks for coming on. Hi, Mel. And then you got the third wheel here. I am Apple, and thank you for giving some uh, some of your time here on a beautiful Saturday in the Pacific Northwest. Okay, thank you. Are you up here too, man? I'm in Seattle. Oh, right on. So you know, you know what's got back in town. Yeah, you, one thing with you, man, is uh, you're you're a busy cat. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to be, dude. You know, like we've been doing this for. A little over four years, right? 2017. What is it that you're doing? So the podcast, No Simple Road. and No Simple Road. Yeah. The podcast. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we've talked to a lot of musicians, a lot of artists, comedians, a lot of different people. And like before we call them or see them on Zoom, like we do research. And obviously with you, we've been listening to you for years, but like you know, there's usually some like one thing we can drill down to and talk about with you, man. It's like, where the fuck do we even start? <laughs> you do, bro? Yeah, there, there, I, I did a uh, interview yesterday. and Yeah, the, uh, the Andre, he was he said that he was having the same problem <laughs> or just kind of, you know, he was making fun of it. It was. It was uh, it was a lot of fun though. Yeah, I, but yeah, it helped. It helped. The only the only problem I've only had one problem with an interview, and it was, I think it was about twelve, thirteen years ago or something that Kevin had set up. I think Garage of I was on tour, and um, and it was a student at some college, and they were talking to me and they hadn't done much research about me, which is fine, mm-hmm. but they didn't know who John Coltrane or Jimi Hendrix was. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. So yeah, that, that was really hard in terms of trying to make ref, referential comments and, and, uh, analogies to things. So that, that <laughs> I, you know, I, I think we all have our minimums, you know, and, I think it's yeah, it's good when if if you're doing if you're a musician, you like to be interviewed. If you're a musician like me, you'd like to be interviewed by someone that at least knows who John Coltrane, Jimi Hendrix, or Charlie Parker, you know, people like that. That that's a good good foundation. You know, <laughs> yes. it's not it doesn't matter about me. We can talk about other things, but there should be some minimum. right I I got you man and just so you know like our deal like is less interview and we just get to know you man like like I said I personally have been listening to you for a really long time and so has Apple yeah so last night we started out like Friday night we were all out hanging out as a family out front and went back to uh mad season at the moor watching you with that 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 still to this day is that is such a monumental recording to see you with mike mccready and lane staley the way you guys played off each other and the noise that's going on is just to this day like just amazing yeah it's good that was that was a fun fun time right in the middle of critters bugging tour yeah and you know it's it's a trip to me to see somebody like you that's prolific in, in creation, you know, like there's so much to it. Like I was saying a few minutes ago and 
trying to look at the arc of everything that you've done is really, really hard. And also like, I wonder for you personally, man, like when you think back over all of it, do you see a common thread through all of it? Or is it one thing separate from another as far as projects go? Yeah, I mean, the the common thread is just uh, humanity and music mm. and improvisation. So, you know, um, in that order, you know, that's what, that's, uh, you know, and you, for me, just following, uh, following people and ideas and musics that sound good, you know, it's just very, it's very natural. You don't even have to think. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's when we get fucked up is at least for me. And I, I like to think conversation is a lot like improv where when I start overthinking the situation that I'm in, that's when I start blowing it. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's oh a, yeah, I do. I, I, I definitely lost or, you know, ruined many things. I'm sure by thinking but it but it is great getting in that zone where it's just flowing and and it and you and you listen back and just like oh my god like that's that that's what i love about the new um uh garage atois record Mm -hmm. calm Calm down cologne but there's this one song on there uh it's called the epic and you know it's just, it's all improvised, but, you know, Charlie starts playing this little two chord thing and I'm just, I'm playing saxophone keyboards at the same time. Cause on with my left hand, <laughs> I can play almost an octave, right? Starting uh-huh. on F concert, um, going up to, um, E flat concert. Okay. Okay. Chromatic, chromatically. So, and then with my right hand, you know, I can play unison lines or harmony lines or I'm not very good at it. Like people like Peter Applebaum, like he's amazing at that. You know, there's a lot of Hans Toiber, you know, there's a lot of saxophone players that can play keys and sax same time. And it's super deep. I'm just, I just kind of use it as a, as a strengthening tool, you know, to reinforce an idea but we just got on this flow on that song and you just, you know, it's just kind of one of those moments where you just, you know, you, you're, you're working every day and hoping that that one hour you get into a studio with people that something good is going to come out of that. You well, know? Yeah. So, but that trio really is, is epic is the only word that I can really come up with that even fits the, you guys playing together. It's, it's lightning that yeah well it's like i don't have to do anything they're doing all the heavy lifting they're just you know it's it's two people that work so hard those those people work every day on their instruments in such a deep disciplined manner that when they get together it's just pure confidence and just pure direction. Just there's nothing but forward. 
there, it's perfectly aerodynamic. There's no drag. There's no resistance. <laughs> it is just full forward energy. And, you know, you just, you just jump on and it's so easy. You know, it's like, well, I mean, it, it, those guys, they, they can just go on and on for forever. <laughs> I see, so I see you do it too, man. Topic. Like I can see the, like when I watch videos of you playing, I was saying to Apple this morning and Mel, like you seem like a lightning rod. Like I could just set you on the stage and plug you into whatever energy is happening and you just suck it up and then translate it into this sonic boom that happens. It's kind of what it looks like. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. It doesn't always <laughs> work, <laughs> but that's our, that's our job. That's what we train for, you know, practicing every day to remove obstacles so that when the time comes, we can tap into the energy and create a the vicious circle with the audience and us and the music combine, you know, that bridge where all three things can exist together at once. It really is the it's most very, beautiful, really powerful. Yeah. It's the most beautiful what place is, on the planet. And it, it, it's the new album. It is, it is so groovy. Like we put that <laughs> and like listening to it this week. And so as soon as you put, it doesn't matter what's going on. As soon as you put that on, everything stops. Everybody's butt starts shaking. Everybody's yeah. like just dancing around. <laughs> That's what Charlie wanted to do. You know, he, it's like, it's like, okay, let's go into the stew. We got, we got a few hours before the gig. You know, we were doing three nights at Nectar in Seattle. And on the third day, it's like, well, studio's right across the street. You know, we got our producers available. The studio's available. Let's do it. He's like, and Charlie's like, okay, let's do it. Um, but I don't want to do any songs. Let's just, I just want to groove, mm. you know? And so it was like, okay, no one's arguing with him. It's like, that's <laughs> what, he, what he wants to do, then that's what we're going to do. That's awesome, you know? I mean, Charlie always has great conceptual ideas things you know he was his idea to have a band that played all number one hits into that omaha and then we and then we created that omaha diner band mm -hmm. and he's like just one day he's like you know i got this idea do this you know all number one hit, but i don't want to or i don't want to do it i don't want to be the organizer of it and stuff so i called bobby previtt the drummer I was like hey charlie's got this crazy idea but he doesn't want to do the the logistical work, all stuff. Should we do it? We we could organize it and everything and do it. <laughs> so we did it, man. It was a total blast. It's like, you know, reinterpreting for an instrumental quartet all these number one hits. I mean, I, more than half the tunes we did because these crazy Stephen Bernstein arrangements. More than half the tunes, people had no idea what we were playing. Oh shit! Right, it has, it has <laughs> wow. very little relation to the original song, but it but the elements of the original song were in there. But uh, Stephen would arrange them to sound like a Pharrell Sanders song or or some other kind of vibe, and it's just so fun, you know, like get doing that. It's like oh my god! But it's such a cool idea. You know? mm -hmm. Charlie has a, always has a really great conceptual ideas for what he wants his bands to do and for us to do and stuff. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, man. And I don't, is, 
I think I saw that you guys paid for this album yourselves, like to get it pressed and to do everything like that was all you guys behind it. Well, we, we paid to record the record. Okay. So we recorded and mixed it. We paid to record it and mix it, you know, which is the way we record. It's, you know, very expensive. We're using real studios and, you know, real and great producers, engineers and, and everything. So it's not done in our basement, et cetera. And we, we, we recorded at Studio Litho in Seattle, Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam, his studio, beautiful place. And, uh, um, yeah, so, and it was, I think it was mixed at a vast in Seattle. I can't remember, or maybe in New York. Um, but, um, and then the label paid for the pressing and manufacturing. I mean, that's, that's a ballsy move, man. I mean, I know a lot of stuff is DIY these days, but like, especially during the midst of a fucking pandemic and a lot of you guys being basically out of work, that's, that's pretty ballsy and congrats, brother. That's fucking cool. Yeah. That's, that's, it's the best, best debt I ever have. I'm still paying off. <laughs> I think I paid a taint step debt records from, you know, 2004, <laughs> wow. Dude, 2006, the- you know, but it's like, I will, I would never trade that experience for anything else, you know, mm-hmm. like being on tour and Hey, we got a day off in LA. Let's see if Husky Huskold is, you know, available. Our favorite, one of my favorite engineers, you know, call him up. Yeah, I'm available. I'll check on the sound factory, legendary studio right, in LA yeah. sound factory is available. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Let's do it. You know, I mean, those, when those thing, when everyone line, when everything lines up like that, it's just, it's such an opportunity and okay. So it, and then we have this amazing mastering engineer who can master it. I mean, you know, okay. So it costs $10,000, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I mean, some people spend five times that on a car. You know, or, you know, or like, you know, or whatever, you know, even three Ooh. times that much on a car. It's like, are you kidding me? I have this amazing record that I can always listen to. And sure, it's credit card debt that just goes forever. You know what? <laughs> Some people pay for okay. a vacation for yeah. that much and you just have a memory yeah. and that's it. So like. You created a vehicle that's yeah. going to, that's going to run forever. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it's um, and it's funny because everywhere I tour in the U.S., and you know, people ask me, you know, they come up to me and they'll, they'll talk about a memory or a band. Mm-hmm. The number one band that everyone comes up to me and talks to me by mile, like other bands, it doesn't even come close. If, if you were to make a chart. Right, mm-hmm. and have statistically speaking, right, the number one band everyone comes up and asks me about is the Syncopated Taint Septet. Really, I would have said Absolutely. Critters Buggin. 
Exactly. That's what I would think too. Or mad season or, yeah. or, you know, Oh, you toured with Roger Waters, right? right. Like, yeah. You know, like, no, that stuff, no one, like, I mean, there's plenty, believe me, there's plenty of fans of Curtis Duggan, you know, all super, you know, uh, grateful for that. You know, there's lots of people that ask about it, but like the Septet caused that really hit people the hardest. And it was such a, cathartic and powerful group and what we were doing on stage that kind of uh, group improvisation multiplied with seven people it mm. it exponentially has an effect right right v- viscerally by each person yeah and those per- the personality individual personalities of the people in the band were so strong and focused into this one thing it's like the Avengers or something. <laughs> you know, Fuck. it's like Endgame ain't got nothing off the pet. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. Thanos. Oh man, we we got him. That was that was done in the intro in the first song. <laughs> let's oh, talk fuck. about let's talk about some other shit. You know, so like, but uh, that band just was is so much power. And, you know, we lost so much money doing that, but it was so fun and it was, and had so much, and, you know, thank God I was playing, I was touring with Les Claypool at the time because I would just use all my Claypool money to pay for that band, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like your safety net cash to pay, pay the yeah. way for the good shit that you really love doing. And that's one of the things that blows me away, dude. Like you and like Medeski and other like, heavy hitters in this world. I can't believe that you fucking have credit card debt. Like that, that is a thing. How is, how is, how are you not, you know, just completely set up as far as money is concerned from the thing. And, and there's, you know, and like, there's such a big community of people that listen to improvisational music yet. You still, somehow our niche and i don't get that because it does translate because because it's all about guitar and vocals baby in this culture <laughs> if you don't do those you're you're in the back you're you're in the uh, unemployment line yeah it's like uh, but it's funny you know because people see me doing these high profile gigs but you got to remember those are only a few times a year right and there's 365 days a year Look at Scarrick. Oh, he's playing with this. You know, yeah, Scarrick's playing like 10 or 20 really cool gigs a year. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest you know? of the time trying to keep like, it together. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No one, like Jeff Bezos isn't paying Amazon employees to work 20 days a year. Yeah. <laughs> 200 grand a year. <laughs> no. You know, you know. They, you know, they, they, you know, they're working 60 hours a week. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so, um, sometimes we get lucky, you know, and get a tour or something like if less, if Claypool goes out, you know, love working with him and, and, you know, get a nice tour or something. But, you know, it's like all my bands, you know, dark wave with Medeski and Deitch or garage. Of I mean, those, those people are great and in 
the band members are great have, and they're in other bands that are working all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just get the leftovers, just get the scraps in the back of the fridge. Doesn't <laughs> You scrape should. off a little bit of that mold and <laughs> and, just, and heat it up. But that, I, maybe maybe that's why you it has do a such little a... bit more than heat it up. Yeah, though. Man, come on, should... you you hook up a whole new course. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to get creative. <laughs> it's called gumbo, man. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, make some rice. You know, dude, and looking at everything that's going on right now, musically, like. Amandola versus Blades, Dark Wave, the Garage of Trois, Martin and Wood, Lamp. Skillet, Lamp, all that. Like, that's the stuff that really is like food right now, at least for us. Like, that stuff is consistently playing around this house. And, you know, the guitar yeah, vocal cool. stuff is, is filler, secondary. secondary filler. It really and, is. And that's, that's why I said to you, it's, it's a trip to me that like it's not more out front and i that was part of my like trip with wanting to talk to you is like everybody needs to fucking know about this man yeah. <laughs> what the fuck uh, well, well also, that's, yeah that's good it's good that you 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 all have a platform to you know turn people on to things share things i kind of wish uh, or i do wish that um, in this country, uh, the education system with mm. kids would take the music that this country created more seriously, you know, all around, you know, it's like I, I play all over the world and it's like, it, you know, American music is revered so much more in other parts of the country. But, but here, like, you know, I just, I'm sure it's just, you know, decades of racial stigma and, and it has everything to do with, because it's black American music, but, you know, jazz or whatever you want to call it. I mean, that should be in every school every day in some capacity, in some form or another, just okay. like math, English, science whatever you know what i mean i totally yeah, agree it's something that we created man you know yeah but i in a in a society that like they're barely teaching music anymore right. period and they they don't value consciousness they don't value consciousness and and all and or expanding thought and so anything that's going to tickle our fancies and make us want to step outside the traditional norms is taboo and i think that's really the the real reason more than anything monetary why they're shutting down music in schools is because god forbid we can't have people thinking outside the fucking box yeah it yeah and especially black american music is often associated with revolutionary thought and and consciousness and it's basically i think i think a lot of americans just like they're looking at jazz the same way they look at like mushrooms or, or pot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Know, it, it should be illegal. <laughs> is, is, is it still le- is jazz legal? It's like, you know, like where's the jazz club in Iowa or, you know, wow. right. Right. Kansas or, you know, so 
I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's very, uh, frustrating, but you're, yeah, I, I agree with you. There is a, there's consciousness issues that need to be addressed here. And I'm hoping that in 50, 50 years, uh, you know, Robert Anton Wilson uh, oh. will be studied in schools as well as Howard Zinn. Dude, <laughs> he's, he's a hero. He's a hero of mine, man, that, that <laughs> hit the nail on the head. I, I think that this is just personal opinion for what it's worth. I think that everything that we just went through as human beings living on this rock with 2020 into this year, has really like laid a foundation for what you're talking about to actually be a possibility. I see, I feel like things are boiling underneath the surface. And, yeah. And, and, well, I think people too are taking their lives back into their own hands a lot of the time where before we were just, you know, send your kid to school, don't care about the curriculum. Now it's like, wait a minute, what are you teaching in sex ed? What are you, what are you doing? And I don't think that that was happening before. We needed something to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of like autopilot we're in. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. It would be great that I, I really hope this momentum continues. That was started last year with, uh, you know, George Floyd and, um, black lives matter movement. Yeah, there's a there's a direction that we're headed that just, could really be. It, just need, it, it spreads into so many other ideas, and and, it, and and like I read something just the other day about how what a certain certain states or municipalities I can't remember uh, they were trying to legalize mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms, mm-hmm. so. It, it it reminded me of the same articles that came out years ago, you know, 20 years ago or, or however long ago it were medicinal marijuana. Mm-hmm. Getting, the, getting the foot in the door. Yeah, so, and the cat's out of the bag, basically. Yeah, and like people are starting to, you know, understand that it, uh, the medicinal use of, of mushrooms for treating depression and everything. People are starting to speak out about it. Celebrities or, you know, whatever Mike Tyson was talking about, how he microdoses every day or something, you know, just any little thing like that helps. Well, I know like in Seattle right now, a good friend of mine, she's a death doula and they're um, having, I don't know if it's already like gone to, you know, the courts or whatever, but like the right to try um, for people that are, you know, actively passing away and have issues with like dying and they know that they're dying, they're leaving their family behind. And so they're wanting to try mushrooms to help ease that kind of mental burden before they leave. And so I don't know like how far that is in Seattle, but I know that that's actively happening right now. Hmm. Yeah. I've read about it. Definitely helping people in in that specific situation. a lot of a lot of situ- a lot of different situations. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. It is when interesting because we're all like, I mean, I don't want to sound morbid, but we all <laughs> do know that we're gonna die. Like uh-uh. that's a real reality, and being comfortable with that—that that seems like that's what we should be working on 
as a society, as a culture is like being okay with that and celebrating, celebrating that and like taking care of the after effects before you're gone so that it can not be so painful one on yourself, but also on the people that love you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Death is always hardest for the living. Mm. And that's like, you You just met the, the cannabis thing too. That's when we moved up here from, Vegas five years well go yeah five years ago I wanted to get in the cannabis industry I've been in it for five years now that's one of my greatest joys every week is seeing people that are you know that have cancer and they're terminal and they come in with their spouses we sell so much of the RSO you know the Rick Simpson oil and constantly every week it's like he got you know they got an appetite mm. again they were smiling they didn't have to oh, take wow. as many of their of their pharmaceutical drugs that are pushed on them that just ruin the last, you know, few months of their lives. I see it weekly. Yeah. That, yeah. And it's fantastic. That would, that would, that would make my day. It, it, it does. Spouses come back in after their loved ones have passed and thank us and like bring that's, it. That's oh my God. They're like, thank you for giving them quality of life. You know, Until in their the last few months, we were able to wow. enjoy it. And it, yeah, that's, I mean, with the cannabis thing and now the mushrooms, we we're heading better places as a yeah, society. It's worth, fighting. it's worth fighting for. Personally, I hope that I just go out like Colonel Bruce. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> right on the fucking stage. Dang. And scene. I'm done. See, like th- that, you can't be sad about that, no. right? It's like a skydiver dying on his jump. Like, okay, that was fucking dope. Like, That's what they love. You did it. You wrote it till the wheels fall off, literally. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was a something extra cellular. Like <laughs> that, that, cat. oh man, yeah. you, you know, I just, I was just in um, Florida and I did a couple gigs with uh, O'Teal mm-hmm. Burbridge. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's such a great friend and just an amazing person, of course. Been and so the musician good we all too. know. Yeah. Yeah. So great. So, um, but you know, first time I met him was Critters Buggin opening for Colonel Bruce and ARU. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that was what nineteen ninety four, ninety five. Uh, Ballard Firehouse. <laughs> oh shit! Do you guys remember that venue? I I've heard of the Ballard Firehouse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was kind of a cheesy place um, that had a lot of fan, you know, older bands or bands that were touring off better days from the past. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, the booking was super sketchy. But sometimes they would have really like amazing amazing shit, you know? Right. And so Colonel's there and we're like, Yeah, we want to open up. I didn't know much about them, but you know, he's like and he's just so nice. It, he's the kind of person you, when you meet him, you just you meet you like, oh I've known him for 50 years or so. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just immediately, immediately bonds with you. And so he's like, scared. Do you want to sit in with us later on this Sun Ra song? And I'm like, yeah, of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they, and they liked our set and we were sticking around watching them. And it was so entertaining. And, you know, by the end of the night, he's, all of us are up on stage sitting in with them on the Sun Ra song, Ace is the Place. 
and oh, Colonel shit. Bruce is playing his mandolin on his back, convulsing, you know? <laughs> and I was like, and then I, you know, I look back on it, it's like, oh, he was preparing for his death, you know, decades before. Oh, you know, wow. getting getting horizontal on the stage, oh, getting comfortable shit. laying down on the stage. <laughs> Holy but um, O'Teal was telling so many crazy stories uh, last month about Colonel Bruce and and his psychic abilities. Yeah, and, he would meet you and like tell you what your birthday was before he even. Yeah, knew. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the the numerology and all this crazy, and it was. It was just so great hearing the in-depth, to be reminded of the, all the in-depth stuff, you know, like, you know, oh, did he do this? What was going on with it? And, you know, oh, man. So much so I wonder shit. if Colonel Bruce had so credit awesome. card debt. <laughs> hey, hey, just remember, Colonel Bruce had the lowest selling album in the history of recorded music. What? Um, yeah, on Columbia Records. The record had come out on a Monday. Tuesday, there was a meeting in New York with Cleve Davis. You know Clive yes, Davis, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, like legendary Whitney Houston, all that crap. You know, like and uh, head of Arista Records and everything. You know, but he worked at when he was working at Columbia. This record came in, and he's like, "What the hell is this?" Like mm-hmm. it had he it had gone under the radar, under his radar, I guess, and. And he's like, I want this stopped now. Pull it. Pull it from the shell. Oh, so shit. It had it, it only sold like, you know, 100 or two or whatever, you know, however many records <laughs> he pulled the record. That's a fucking great so, distinction. You know, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure he had plenty <laughs> of that, you know. Yeah. Wait. And then Will Bernard, uh, you know, the guitar player, Will Bernard. Mm-hmm. Great guitar player, yeah. So he, He's a, he's a good friend of mine too, and and we were talking about Colonel Bruce once when he was alive, um, and he's we were on jam cruise together or something, and Will's like, yeah, I was just talking to Colonel Bruce. He he told me to meet him up on the pool deck at four twenty seven. You know, don't be late. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he, he, he like. He wouldn't say, you know, oh, me, me, you know, meet me at, let's get lunch like around noon. He'd say, meet me at 1219. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, sir, Colonel, I'll, I'll be there. Be there. <laughs> See, so like, it, I, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I think, I think he was just doing it for like comedic effect. Shits and giggles. Maybe Shits there was some yeah. numerology like heaviness to each of the individual appointments. I'm not sure. I just love that. I just, I'm like, God, I want to do that. And I keep forgetting to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I need to tattoo it on, I'm going to tattoo it on my forearm. Like, you know, we would, we would have loved it. You're like, I don't want to do the interview at noon. I want to do it at 12, 19. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah. No, it's real simple. You say, um, can we do it at eleven fifty-seven? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Can we do it at three? Not available yeah. at noon, but eleven fifty-seven's a go. Yeah. This confirms something for me too that like clearly, you all amazing musicians are not doing it for the money. No. You, you couldn't possibly be doing all of what you do, the hours of practice and hours of touring and all of the inconveniences. You you can't possibly be doing it for the money. You've got to be doing it for the, like for yourself, for your passion, for whatever that thing is that drive. 
Duh. Yeah. yeah. I know, duh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's it, well, because um, think about like the John Mayers and the Justin Timberlakes hey. and the. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that, like you were saying, yeah. guitar and and the the vocals, but like these underground, heavy hitting, freaking incredible musicians that should slash could be getting paid that way, and it, it almost seems unfair. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's, a, it's weird, you know, because in other countries. Um, like in Europe, there's, you know, musicians um, get paid by the state, you know, because they, they're seen as an asset to the culture and to society. And, you know, not all music is able to be monetized. The yeah. Same with right. art, same with fine art. You know, like, oh, you know, hey, I'm having my sculpture sale this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, or you know, it's not. It's just not. It it so many different kinds of art and music just doesn't have anything to do with money. So when you're in a capitalist uh, society, you're you know everyone's on their own, which is brutal and inhumane. It's you know it's not it's not good. It doesn't make any sense, and it's not going to last much longer. You know. No. But yeah. um, these other countries, they figured it out and they figured out a way to do it. You know, that's what I always liked about, uh, Andrew Yang's platform when he was running for president, just, just bringing up the idea of UBI, uh, universal basic income is mm-hmm. like, a is, is good to get in people's minds just to help, uh, you know, to bring up that point of wealth inequality and, and how some things in life just, you know, don't have anything to do with money. So right. for music, yeah, I mean, I, you know, not, you know, what's frustrating for me in, the, in my twenties was meeting really good musicians and, well, what are you doing? It's like, why can't you come to rehearsal next week? It's like, well, you know, I'm going to school, you know, uh, studying engineering as, you know, kind of like my backup plan or something. Oh. And, and it would always make me feel weird inside. And then I learned later, it's like, yeah, you cannot simultaneously prepare for war and peace at the same time. You know, like oh, the Albert shit. Einstein quote. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the same was with music. It's like it's it's like it requires you just have to have this one thing, whatever it is in life. You just have to have this one goal, and if you just have this one thing, and everyone knows that this is your goal and you're going for it. Every, nature and people and energy, everything gets behind that and helps propel you and give you inertia to go towards this direction, towards this goal. And it's so simple, but fear and the pressures of society and everything really limit a lot of people. The thing that I've always thought of, you know, what, what you were saying a minute ago is all these people that, you know, not making money, but, but you see us out there. We're the ones that are visible. We're the ones that we're the, we're the hands and the class clowns in school. We're the ones that can handle being in front of people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's so many great musicians that you never heard of. Wow. Oh, yeah. And because of, because of that thing that you're, you know, you just busted me personally with what you just said. Like that's a, 
You just said that to me, by the way. It's a, it's tough, man. It's really hard. And and the thing, thing that gets it is like, you're you hit the nail on the head when you said the fear, that's and the pressure and the societal pressure is so real. It really is real. And like, you know, we, we started doing this thing, man, and something special happened, and I saw it, like this community started gathering around it and there's a momentum and an energy to it. And it felt like I finally found my place in the universe. And that stepping off the cliff step has been like torturous for me, bro. Torturous of like letting go of any safety and just stepping into the thing completely. It's been hard. It's been really hard. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. But you know what? the only reason we're here on earth during this time is to pursue our dreams. There, we're not here to go work in some office for somebody else's dream, you know, for some, for something else and just making enough money to pay your landlord. That's, that's not what we're here for. You know, Amen. everyone, everyone has dreams. You know, that's what needs to be pursued at all costs. And it's hard, you know, a lot of people don't want to be uncomfortable. You know, I mean, I lived on the street, you know, I used to busk living in, in I moved to London with this guy. He's like, you're too comfortable here in Seattle. <laughs> you're too comfortable. You need to come with me. You know, and he was hundred percent right. You know, I had my little part-time day job and this cool little, little house on Capitol Hill that I could rent in the, it was behind another house in a little carriage house, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was practicing every day doing the right thing, but you know, but you know, Seattle in the eighties wasn't, there was nothing going on. Right. You know, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't go anywhere. You were just going to stay in Seattle. And so I was like, okay, I'll go over one way ticket to London and then your savings runs out and you're like, oh shit, what now? <laughs> oh, fuck. And it forces you to get creative. And you're in another fucking country and yeah. and it's on you. Mom and dad aren't coming to clean up the mess. It's on. Oh yeah. No, no, no. So, you know, you, you, you know, you really, you know, but it's such a great experience because, you know, after that, you know, I never, I never left food on a plate. You know, Mm -hmm. I hear you. I never wasted still to this day, you know, no wasting food. And, you know, and like over at my girlfriend's house or something, and she has two kids and like, oh, who's what's this in the fridge? You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm like, what's in this box? You know, they're not eating this really great leftovers. I'm going to eat it. You know, it's just it, it stays with you, these lessons, you know these life lessons when, when you take those risks, when you, 
when you chase that dream, you know, it's like there's, it, it also helps streamline your life and, and helps you understand simplicity. I think that's something that, uh, Charlie Hunter and I, I think that's why he puts up, why he puts up with me a little bit is because he, he had the same lifestyle in Europe too. He was a busking street musician for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what I mean? We, him and I didn't come up through right from high school. We, we went to music school and then right from music school, we got a gig. You know what I mean? Right. You, you, pay, like, you no, paid we the price. Fucking, yeah. We did it the dumb way. <laughs> <laughs> you I, know, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Years of shitty day jobs, and fucking living in, you know, squalor. God, why didn't I just go to school right after high school? <laughs> well, I, do you, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if the music would be the same. It wouldn't. No, man. no, no. That's but that's the whole. That's the other part of it is like, there's, you know, no one. You know, pe- individuals. No one sounds like Charlie. No one sounds like me. Mm-mm. You know, no one sounds like the other person. You know what I mean? Right. Building, building your crazy world that. <laughs> that you live on, you know, helps give you your own sound, you know? So all these choices you make, all these decisions you made, you know, point that, that guide you like a, you know, you think you're just like a pinball, pinball being just bounced around everywhere, but maybe there's an actual path that was being taken the whole time, you know? Is it clear to you looking back now? Do you see it when you look back? Are you like, yep, that makes oh, sense. Man, yeah. It's like, Stone Cold GPS, baby. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It was, it was fucking destiny, you know, but, but did I know it at the time? You know, no, they don't, they don't let you know it at the time. No, you're not supposed to. That's how you but find your sound. It's like the TVS. Have you guys watched Loki? <laughs> oh, Apple. I, yeah. In, yeah. Apple. I started. Yes. I started watching it. <laughs> yeah. So the time. What are those? What are those? The, guys the, ta- the timekeepers of the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I forget the exact <laughs> say. Yeah, it, it's a it's a very interesting. It's very funny with Owen Wilson. He was they they cast it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it's, it's it's good it's entertainment. Like a whole, it's the whole yeah, it's the whole thing. You know, like I like yeah, I like any I, I like science fiction because it because of the social comment. Yeah, there's there's you know, a there's it, a it, double meaning. And it makes you think about shit and in such a different universal way, not this myopic what's in front of me right now way, you know. Yeah, Mel and Mel and I are really really into the handmaid's tale right now. That one <laughs> what I, I I love it, but Loki first. I love the like the like what it's about too. It's about these people, you know, they want to wreck the timeline. They want to break the norm that timeline, you know, the time, it's like, no, let's break this shit wide open and go in every direction that we can take this. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I still don't know what that show is about, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Like I want to, I want to figure it all out. You know, it's, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my friend Andre yesterday in this interview and, and I looked at some old texts that we had from last year and, and we we're talking. Wow, this COVID thing is crazy. And, you know, we we're talking about all the gigs and tours we had canceled. And he goes, "Yeah, man, this is so surreal. This is like 
Twilight Zone inside a black mirror. Yes. <laughs> Fucking yes. <laughs> yeah. Or a bad acid trip you can't come down from. <laughs> yeah. It's like Groundhog Day. Like, oh, my God. I just wake up every morning. Like, is Trump gone? Is COVID, <laughs> is COVID, is COVID is still here? Like every day waking up, you know, just the same. Oh God, you know, it's just getting worse and worse. Like, oh my What was God. the, what was the first show back in front of real human beings from that for you? I think my first show was in New Orleans in April. How did that feel? After being in a cage I, for, I was really, I felt really weird before. I was like, "Is this gonna work? Like, how do I do this?" Oh shit! It was literally, I literally had some anxiety about, even though I was playing with one of my favorite musicians in the world and so comfortable with Helen Gillet. You know Helen, the cellist. No, New no. Orleans. Uh uh-uh. uh She toured up here a couple times. She does a solo cello performance where she uses loopers. Oh, wow. And, and she sings in French because she's from Bel- Belgium and and lived in Singapore and lived in New Orleans. Just, just such an interesting person. But um, she's just incredible. She's just a force of nature. and No one does what she does. It's so cool. But she's also an amazing improviser. And um, so we, anytime I'm in New Orleans, I'm trying to do a gig with her. Yeah. But, so, so I was down doing the Garage A Trois live stream record release party since we couldn't do it in front of people. Mm-hmm. And, with, and, and Stanton and I were doing it. Charlie couldn't make it to New Orleans. So we flew him in. There's a video, too, of us playing. Stanton and I taped our performance. And then we played along to a previously recorded performance that Charlie did of this one song, the only written song on our record, Calm Down Cologne, the title track. And his, uh, Stanton's video guy, uh, Nick Solnick, amazing editor, he he did this amazing video of Charlie floating around with Stanton (laughs) and I. It's really funny. Check it out. It's it's really good. Um, so I went down there and did that. And I was like, hey, I'm going to stay a, a couple extra days and was calling people. And Helen's like, you want to do a gig? There's an outdoor venue where it's real safe. Everyone is socially distanced in the in the parking lot. It's like an outdoor drive-in theater kind of thing. I was like, okay, as long as I'm not, you know, responsible for being a super spreader saxophone <laughs> you know? blowing right. shit all over oh, people shit. yeah you're that's right. blowing it literally let me aerosolize this yeah. concept on you, you know, mask wow. on your sax <laughs> <laughs> mask yeah, up exactly. that sax man they have them they do they, yeah all oh yeah brass players for the past several months Oh shit! Uh, a lot of a lot of places required you to use these little, like little doily panty things that go over your bell. Oh shit! Oh. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, but Damn. then you know, luckily in March, I got my new vaxophone, 
Yo, got it. Back to back. <laughs> okay, that took me a second. Yeah, I just almost, caught it. That almost went. Yeah. Oh what what kind of sex is that? <laughs> it's it, it's an amazing horn made by Pfizer. Yeah, got it. <laughs> oh Years of research have gone into oh my this instrument. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Pfizer released. They worked with uh, Selmer and Khan. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they came out with this saxophone, and so you could play it without the little panties on it. Without spit going everywhere, filled oh with yuck. God. Yeah, and so, yeah, Governor Inslee, was, he sanctioned a lot of us as individual saxophonists. <laughs> so we could play up close for people at the Allen Pistol, and you know, people could... Uh, they could get vaxxed while getting phoned at the same time. Vaxophone. Wow. You, you know what, man? You're not the first person that musician that has said what you just said to me about the little bit of anxiety before a show. I'm, I, I won't, I'll, I'll be kind and not say the name, but um, another musician and I were DMing and, and he was getting ready to go to his first show back. And he was like, dude, I literally have some social anxiety about going back out. It's very fucking yeah. hard. And I, I kind of feel like we haven't been to a show yet. Like, cause we're in Portland. And so we just opened up two days ago. Or oh, some shit. In Portland. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, I was talking like you're all in Seattle. Okay. No, no, we're in Portland. And um, I used to live in Capitol Hill though. I used to live up there and uh hmm. <laughs> We haven't been to a show yet. And the thought of going is, wow. is a little weird, man. Like we're going to see um, Yonder Mountain String Band and the infamous String Dusters at Horning's Hideout in a couple of weeks. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's our first show back. And, and the, what a place. Yeah. The fucking place is magic, magic, hollow, hollow Great ground. Um, Great band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a good time. And uh, stepping out is a little weird. I got to be honest, man. It's a. Uh, the thought is a little tricky. Yeah, what's it going to look like? Yeah, what's it going to look like? This is a pod show. We're going to be in pods out in a field. and Well, I'm glad it's outdoors. Yeah. Yes. But I still worry about people. You know, I know a very famous, like, world-famous um, jazz guitar player in New York who he got both his shots back, fully vaccinated, young, healthy person, and... They got COVID after that, dude. The we were scheduled with you in um in March or May. I'm sorry, we were scheduled to talk to you in May, and the mm -hmm. day that we were supposed to talk, Apple and I both popped positive for COVID and had it. Wow, well, us I did all, too. Well, the all whole house had it. Yeah, no, not the whole house. Oh yeah, which is weird because our son, um, he was vaccinated at the time and he didn't get it. Our nephew, he was not vaxxed at the time, and he didn't get it. But all three of us got it. And you all were you all vaccinated? At no, the time? no, no, no. Uh, uh. It was not at the time. Not at the time. So you know, it's. Uh, it, I'm sorry, it, dude. And it I was mean, a trip. Like I was standing in the grocery store, and like all of a sudden it hit me, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And I looked at <laughs> Apple, and I'm like, "Dude, I don't have any taste or smell." He goes, shut the fuck I up. I was like, let's get out of here. the grocery store, dude. <laughs> get the fuck, let's get the fuck out of here. And uh, maybe it's because you called Apple, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's exactly <laughs> why. That is it. 
but it was it's scary it was really scary and um it sucked a lot oh, that's terrible i can't even oh man i can't even imagine but this is the stories i've heard from people i know lots of people had it so did your friend it was he okay or did it hit him pretty hard he's he is okay but the lasting effects are messing with him and his music. What? Well, did you, you 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 heard about Eric Clapton, right? On his hands that he got kind of fucked up after his, um, shots as well. As a reaction to the vaccine or, well, well, I don't know. He did have a pre-existing like kind of neuropathy thing. Um, but it was like literally right after he had gotten vaxxed, it, got worse and it was it lasted for weeks it wasn't permanent thank god but it was definitely lasting maybe maybe it had something to do with his ridiculous shit he was saying with van morrison oh yeah could be manifested in some physiological shit those guys what the hell were they talking about dude you know what man it's something, very something sad. I want to go back to something. It's all so weird, isn't it? It, like, it is. I, the, the whole thing is weird. I want to go back to something yeah. that you said, though, man. Like, as we all go back out, right? Like, we're all manifesting a reality for ourselves, right? And, like, yeah. that, that thing that you're talking about, about, like, reckless abandon into your passion and what your, what your dreams are, that's... I mean, if you break that down, that's manifesting reality. And so I think, yeah, I think the name of the game for folks at this point, at this stage is manifesting a reality without that fear, dude, I, I, we got to like somehow turn this fucking ship around and, and get to a place where we can like walk up to each other and give each other a hug and not feel fucking, fucking creepy about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's happening, but you know, there, there is, there is, you have to have a, a healthy dose of self-preservation and being smart mm-hmm. about things, right? you know? Yeah. Yeah. When it's, when we're dealing with a straight medical situation, you know, I, uh, you know, this cat and, you know, you know, epidemiology is no joke. No. And, uh, you know, you have to listen to people that study this shit, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not taking sax lessons from Joe Schmo, who just posted something from his living room on YouTube. Right. Hey, I just got this sax on Amazon (laughs) for 29 bucks. I'm charging $10 for lessons. I, I, I think we can do it. You know, it's like. No, bro. I'm not getting my saxophone information from you. <laughs> like, why would I get any other information from someone like that? Especially something like science. Yeah, it's it's weird. And I have friends that are all into world. conspiracy theories and everything, and they're sending. I go, okay, well, where do you get your information from? I want to check it out. They send me the. <laughs> It's the most incredible. It's just comical. These these videos, like, really, this is what this is what does it for you. You don't trust anything else but this. It's just an upside down world. Yes, yes, yes. 
You just hit the nail on the head. I, I've been saying that <laughs> since this, this all this shit started, man. I, that and they broke our fucking reality. Like, what the hell? There's no music. We're not all together. Reality got broke. And so I, 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 I feel like talking to you, you guys putting out an album. Now I'm seeing like festivals again. Like the, it's starting to feel a little bit okay. A little bit. You're getting there. Like you said, with the, Still very trepidatious. the measure of caution. Like, we'll see what happens. I, I, I have hope. Well, we're gonna for us. we're gonna test out Jack London in August with Scarif Band. You guys ready for that? Yes. Heck yeah. Yes. I. I I'm so right. ready we'll for that. It. August August thirteenth, Friday. All right, we'll Friday. be there. Is a podcast coming out before then? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please mention that. Yeah, August we will. Thirteenth, Jack London, Scarif Band. You need a place Heck to stay. Yeah. <laughs> we usually drive back after oh, the show wow. as, pain, as painful as that sounds all right if you <laughs> if you decide painful. you don't want to let us know we got a we got a big place here man and and plenty oh, of room thank you. we're up in the west That's hills in nice. portland man and we love hosting cooking especially for bands that are on the road need a place to just yeah. not be a crappy yeah. hotel or That's the back exciting. of the van scary thanks for <laughs> mentioning that that's hella exciting i'm yeah. stoked about that can't wait yeah all right yeah man. no we i love playing in portland and you know you know, my booking agent lives there and it's it so many friends. I mean, you know, it's yeah. like the sister city, you know, I've been playing there for Ever. the eighties. Now. <laughs> so it's stand man and to watch it change. Oh my God. You know, oh, yeah. it's like we go from one night, you know, playing at the Tiracon and I reach, I stretch out, I reach up in the backstage area reach my hands up there and like what is it up there oh it's a needle oh <laughs> fuck <laughs> you know like and it's a ring you know and I'm like okay and then going from that to like what's there now like a diesel store <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know some like really expensive boutique uh, you know pickled jewelry or something <laughs> it's been like it's changed <laughs> even in the five years we've been here like i've seen so much weirdness happen here it's it's but it's cool it's cool to be planted somewhere that has soul and and heart you know it, it, yeah it's 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 a very mysterious place mm-hmm. I, I just kind of like um i love all the you know being a uh, a white person who enjoys food of, of course, it's, you know, very bountiful there in Portland. Yes. yes. All of those yeah. very busy, hardworking hipsters working for me. But <laughs> I, I really have to keep tabs on, on my people down there, like Farnell, uh, Newton and stuff. Too. Farnell. We've talked to Farnell. To, 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 yeah, good. Like, you know, just to, like, make sure that, you know, um, you know, Seattle and Portland has not always had good relationships with black community. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, very, very, very strange history. So, you know, I'm always trying to keep tabs on that shit. So that's where, you know, our our two cities here, Portland and Seattle, really need to 
hopefully get uplifted with this uh, new consciousness. Yeah, keep stepping it up. Comes yeah, you know, and there's a there cause there's a lot to work on. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of a lot of work. And the answer to all that is love, straight up. So, yeah, love yeah. and work and knowledge. Yep. You know, and do you know? Well, you know, read about it. I think I I have hope, man. I really do. I have hope for us. I th- I think, I think we're uh, we're well, we're seeing something go down, and at, at least thing. the uncomfortable part of exposing it is out. And now, like you were saying, now it's about can, doing the work yep. and doing stuff about it. Before it was fucking hush hush, and nobody was talking yeah. about it. Yeah, or it'd come up and it'd yeah. immediately be swept under the rug again. Like, pfft. yeah, and stop stop denying stuff and start accepting the fact that you might be part of the problem, you know, just yeah. like be humble, be humble to it, you know, yes. yeah, cause everyone's waiting. Yeah. No <laughs> everyone's shit. Everyone's waiting for us to change. Yeah. No kidding. You know, and my daughter's 21. I don't want to, I don't want to leave it to her like this. You know, I'm with you, man. We got a, yeah. we got a 26 year old and a 19 year old. I'm, I'm with you. Let's not, and a grandson. That's fine. Yeah, we got to hook it up. Old. So let's, let's leave them something yeah. awesome. But it's cool. Thanks for bringing up the conversation. Cause the more times we bring it up, especially on a platform like this, where, you know, maybe they're coming for the music, not even thinking about that, but we plug it in here and there and it makes somebody think, you know, gives them some, some brain food. Little food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's really important. And, you know, uh, an interviewer asked me yesterday, um, you know, I was looking at your record label, Royal Potato Family, and it's all white men, you know, on the label. And I was like, I was like, wow, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it. I hadn't thought of that. And, and it's like, geez, yeah, what the hell is going on there? Like, why, you know, we, that, that's what I mean by you know, self-reflection and then work like, okay, identify the problem. Oh, someone brings it to your attention. Don't be defensive, accept it. Like, what can you do about it? Okay. Well, geez, we need to diversify this. What? Okay. Maybe this label started haphazardly. We just, we just started it for our friends, but you know, well, but now you're in a position where it's a business. So a public business, you, you know, start including the public, you know, how do you diversify this? You know, I mean, sure. There's some music that you love that, you know, a a different, different person makes the music than what's already on the label. Yeah. No, it sounds a lot like being in a relationship with somebody like you're going along and then shit comes up that you hadn't realized or didn't know about. They tell you, you know, it bothers me when you fucking snore at night, dude. And you're like, oh, shit. Or, you know, you chew with your fucking mouth open and it annoys me. And you didn't know that before. And, and you, you got to realize, realize it, work on it, and make things better. And that's the way that we're going through all this. Realize and admit that you're part of the problem. Yeah. Like you just said a minute ago, dude. That Yeah, that that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. Yeah, is it's a to, hard pill to swallow. To realize that you have given to these problems. And you can correct that if you recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, and... And, and your react and our reactions are are everything, you know. So less butter and more future. <laughs> yeah, and more future. Less butter, more future proof. I like, think. You know, open open it up. I think that's what we'll call the episode. <laughs> less less butt hurt, more future with Scarrick. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, dude, definitely. You got, got it. There. That, that sounds amazing, just the way you just said that. <laughs> right on, man. Skerek, I want to say thanks, man, for real, like yeah. from my heart. You you said some things to me today personally without really meaning to. And uh, thanks, brother. I appreciate it a lot. Well, thank you. That was fun. Yeah, yeah so fun. Right and um, we'll see you on the 13th, oh, man. Yeah, we will. I hope so. Come up and give me a hug. You got it, brother. I'll see you soon, man. Thank you for your time. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, my God.
Heavy, heavy cat. Yeah. Well, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful conversation. Right on. Was scary. That was fun. Way to talk about issues in stuff. a totally like level-headed way. Yeah. That's how you get a conversation started by not being defensive, being open, being humble, and paying attention to your reaction. Like all those things that he said, that's a big... That's a lot to take in. Well, like just a big thought is what I was going to say. It's a lot to take in. After going through everything that we've been through and seeing the opposing views and sides, I think part of the issue is when these issues are discussed, it's immediately taken personally. And it's a societal thing. Like we're talking about issues that well, also global. These are big issues and when we talk about it with each other, if we have opposing viewpoints, we're distilling that down to feeling like it's an attack or an affront on our person. And then the defense well, goes up. And then up. defenses we go can't, up. Um, I think that those um, reactions are natural. Like, think about if, like, you went outside and the sun was, like, really bright. Your natural reaction is to close your eyes and kind of protect your eyes. Um, the sun is kind of assaulting us, but the sun is just being the sun. So when somebody's bringing up these issues, they're just bringing them up. How we react is how we react. Maybe because we do feel secretly guilty or maybe we're just like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Or, gosh, I want to help. What do I do? Like, these are kind of sometimes natural reactions that we need to address and and like kind of like dialogue about mm -hmm. like what shit why did that make me uncomfortable or why did that hit me in the heart or in the gut you know those are the that's the the content of the conversation that should go on is the the why do i feel like this and then we can go to the part of like how did it get this way how do we help it hmm. yeah. yeah let's let's leave it at that yeah I, I, if you all out there don't already know who skerrick is but you, what you just heard was one one millionth. We didn't even introduce him. No, to we, the you can't introduce him. You, I'll do it in the intro. Yeah, we I'll do that in the intro. Yeah, there's so much to there's too take many in with this yeah. guy. Yeah, it's it. That is like, Skerek is from music. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, he is from music. You got to write that down for me. Less butt hurt. Oh, I did. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I'll forget. One, I, I love the way this started too. That he, he he wasn't really aware who we were and what he was doing, and immediately within two minutes, it was completely comfortable and such a wonderful conversation. That's a consummate professional, and that that's something that. Um, oh yeah, what are we doing? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, right. Think about like from his perspective, he's doing shit like this all the time. Yeah, like you said, he just did an interview yesterday. Yeah. He had one last so week. So he knows. He's he knows. Just like okay, yeah, it's like stepping on stage for him. It's it's second nature. Um, well, thanks for stepping on stage with us, Scarek. That yeah. was a well, really it, great. It, nice it again, now we know. Now it's more personal. It's we know him as a person, kind of now, because we saw him that one. What was that? Two thousand eighteen. At high school. Yeah, we saw him on stage. Uh, I can't, I can't remember. remember. What, he was what, with Reed. Yeah, Reed and joined else. on bass. And, and yeah, and it was a trip. We're like, what the heck? And then, you know, to find out, I mean, all these things he's done. It's just, you guys got to go. Yeah, go dig in. a research. big rabbit hole. There's so many years of music and bands to see him performing with. Yep. It, you're welcome. 
Yeah, check out Crack Sabbath. That's the last one I was watching this morning. That Crack Sabbath up in Seattle. Uh, I love you guys. Everybody. We love y'all. Take care of each other. And as we go back out, you know, just be patient. Be patient with, with everybody. With yourself and with everybody else. That is a, I think that is a big deal for us to remember some people are very liberated and they're like you know yay finally some people are trepidatious one toe like a bunny you know and other people are kind of like okay we can do this but still a little kind of looking back be patient be patient with everybody's um time process yeah with their process process. everybody's doing a time frame to everybody yeah Yeah. we just came out of a year and a half of Everybody took it differently. I'm already seeing, like, why are they wearing their masks still? Like, let everybody yeah. have their everybody at has work. Their thing. There's thing. people that are like, they, they feel like they need the, to say, I'm vaxxed, but I still feel comfortable wearing a mask. You don't even need to say, I'm vaxxed. I'm not. Va-. It don't. It's just whatever you're comfortable with. You do with. you, boo. Yeah, man. You do you. And and here's the thing. It all boils down to being kind to each other. Just, yep. just let's boil it down are to that. Kind? Are you kind? Be kind. Have some compassion for your fellow human beings on this planet. We've all been through a lot, man. Either whatever side of the fucking thing, there shouldn't even be a side. Let's just be compassionate and kind to each other. And we'll leave it at that. Take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Safety third. We'll see you soon. We love you guys. Peace. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, 
but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The The Corner Corner of Gray Street. Street.